No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. podcast contains mature content the views and opinions expressed by the coast are not necessarily those of the host listener discretion is advised ladies and gentlemen we're gonna be smacking a raw podcast episode 201 i am your host the warden matt ritter and i am here as always on time with my co-host daddy delgado himself the pornhub poppy vince what's going on man Daddy's home, and he's on time this time. I'm sorry about last week, man. On time happen. this time, but you were supposed to have the day off. So, unfortunately, I had a guest planned, uh, which is why we were recording on Saturday from the get-go, and uh, I have not heard back from that guest. Um, I hope everything is okay yeah. with him. Um, hopefully, I do hear back from him, and just something came up or whatever. But uh, yeah, I knew after I hadn't heard back from by, I think it was Thursday, I hit you up and I was like, hey, are you good to be on deck? And you said, yeah, we'll just have to do it after you get off work. So I'm glad it worked out. We still get to record an episode this week. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of bummed. I was looking forward to the guest, but yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I mean, if anything, like you said, like hopefully he's good and it's just like stuff came up. Hopefully he doesn't pull a Benji and disappear for four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's back. Apparently. He, he's back. Uh, he, he recorded a squirting video earlier today and posted it on Twitter. So, Wait, wait. Like he got like a water gun and started squirting things? No. Uh, it looks like the plumbing in his house and or apartment uh, has gone bad. And his shower is squirting water out and it's flooded. Mm an entire floor of his house he said it was not the kind of wet dream he was planning on having um that's okay he's used to being squirted on yeah so he's got a pump in there looks like he's trying to get shit fixed he's got the electrical cord hanging in the water so okay he's got he may or may not survive yeah you know um glad to have benji back though just fucking showed up out of nowhere yeah, we, we got to have Benji on the show, man. He, he He's a blast. It, it would have been perfect to have him on the 200th episode just because we can shit on him instead of me. But Well, know. if he had, you know, returned to Twitter before the 200th episode, that would have been a possibility. But yeah. he waited till after we did 200 for him to fucking make his return. And that's probably wise. He's like, it was by design. Yeah, I'm going to wait until these guys are done. And then they won't ask yeah. me to come on the show and give me shit. So. I said we, we I demand an emergency contact for him, and he has yet to <laughs> reply to that. I'm assuming Jizzy from the from the Dead uh, Dead uh, Dead Ass Girls podcast. Sorry, I don't know why the fuck I'm starting today. I'm having an off day, but Dead Ass Girl podcast. I'm assuming it was Jizzy that replied saying dead ass like yeah. for real like we need an emergency contact for that man because what if he disappears? It's not the first time he's done it too. It's like the third or fourth time since I've known him, so he's prone to disappearing. Well, I mean, he always comes back. So, you know, as long as we don't see, you know, him on the news or something, we yeah. just assume he's okay. 
Well, let me ask you this. What return was bigger? Benji's return to Twitter or Edge's return to SmackDown? Oh, Edge's return to SmackDown. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, we will get into that. But first, we got to talk a little bit of Black Lives Matter. So, um, as you guys all know, you guys can check out my pin tweet at Matt Ritter. That's at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. And there, it'll get you to whatamaneuver.com. You guys can pick up those Black Lives Matter shirts made by Young Kings Wrestling in the NWO style. Um, and that money always goes in the NWO style, but that is not the Black Lives Matter shirt. It's just but the this shirt. is this is my campaign to get TC to make the Wolfpack version of the Black Lives Matter. Shirt. I'm down with you, and when he does, I will buy another shirt. Um, all that being said, the money that they receive from the purchase of these shirts is put into a fund. And then TC goes and tries to get the money in the hands of the people affected by police brutality and uh, families who have lost loved ones due to police brutality, due to gun violence. Um, Things that, you know, we've talked about on this podcast repeatedly um, that we want to end and we want to see come to an end. I believe there's actually a bill in the Senate right now um, that's supposed to address police brutality and gun violence um, that needs to be passed. So, I saw something on Twitter, I think it might have been on Facebook, um, where they were asking you to write your senator and have him approve it, that it's already made it through its house. So if you see something about that or if you look up something about that, please uh, do that. Go write your senator. Get this bill passed because we need some legislation in place to handle these issues. And speaking of these issues, there has been a lot of talk on Twitter. So are you familiar with Kenise Mobley and the controversy behind her and her firing and so on and so forth. I am not. I'm in the dark on this. All right. So Kenise Mobley was an African-American woman who was uh, hired by WWE as one of the writers on Raw. Mm -hmm. She then went on a podcast and said that when Justin's texting me right now, um, (laughs) or messaging me right now, uh, said that when she was hired by WWE, she had no prior knowledge of wrestling, Mm -hmm. that she um, was making, like she talked about how this job that they offered her. (laughs) Hold on a second. (laughs) Justin's really making you think over there, huh? He's making you lose your concentration. One can only imagine the sweet nothings that he's texting into your DMs. All he's saying is he's free, as if I should send him an invite to come join us. <laughs> Just send him the invite, man. That's what I'm doing. So, I anyway, like as a crowd, anyway, she went on Twitter or not on Twitter. She went on a podcast and she was talking about you know how she was working for a nonprofit before. Now she's making more money from the offer through WWE but also said that because she didn't know anything, she goes, the only people I really know, I think one of the champions name is Bobby Ashley, or maybe it's Lashley. And I think he was in a group. They call themselves the hurt business. And their thing is they dress nice. And they're like, yeah, we're cool. Um, Also went on Twitter and posted something along the lines of maybe now that I'm, you know, in the wrestling business, someone will, explain to me what a heel is and spelt heel H E A L. So obviously wrestling Twitter ran with this and complained and 
they weren't happy that a WWE hired somebody who didn't know anything about the product, who wasn't even familiar with who the current champions were, mm-hmm. who is on a podcast. Now she's a comedy writer. So my thought, my take was when she was on this podcast, she was being funny. That's why she said, you know, Bobby Ashley, or maybe last, like, I, I felt like it was her trying to be funny. Same thing with possibly the Twitter. Yeah. The issue comes in where it's also being looked at as WWE for years has hired people to their writing staff who knew nothing about wrestling. Mm -hmm. And the discourse on Twitter is, are people upset because this is a black woman or are they upset because it's somebody who doesn't know anything about wrestling or are they upset because she went out and spoke, I guess one of, um, Shout out to Jobber Tears. I was watching Sir Wilkins posted something. One of the uh, most acclaimed writers for WWE Raw, I believe, or for WWE in the early 2000s, actually had no wrestling background, knew nothing about wrestling, but brought storyboard writing to WWE, which helped balance out mm-hmm. the backstage content with the in-ring content. Um, and I guess she did say that she was looking to learn more about wrestling now yeah after she went on this podcast and she made these statements along with the other releases she was released and she was fired (coughs) um obviously it's not her fault that wwe hired her Mm -hmm. you cannot sit here and be mad at this woman for taking a job in doing what she does that pays well from a company that offered it to her plain and simple If you want to be mad at WWE, be mad at WWE. But if you're going to be mad at WWE about this, then be mad at them for the last however 20 years, maybe more, that they've been hiring people onto the writing staff who know nothing about wrestling. Because WWE, specifically Vince McMahon, has basically told us repeatedly, no matter what you say or think, I don't view, like, I'm not making a wrestling product. Like, he came out and said, we make movies. He's come out and said that, you know, this is basically a soap opera that revolves around wrestling. It's not a wrestling show. It's a soap opera that has wrestling in it. Like, that's the way he views it. Yeah. He does not view it the way the fans view it or want them to view it. And this is one of the people making these hiring decisions or is at least giving directive to people of who he wants to have hired on the writing staff. Or giving the final okay. Or or the direction that he wants to go. So, yeah. If you're going to be mad at anyone, be mad at WWE. I I don't, I didn't say anything because again, they're looking for outside perspectives. This is a comedy writer who brought an outside perspective. We don't know what she could have offered to the WWE. Um, Yeah. Okay. She doesn't know the names of the characters or the wrestlers. She doesn't know anything about wrestling, but she might not, she's not writing matches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she's not, She's not producing matches or moves or anything like that. She's there to write stories that wrestlers are involved in and reasons for them to fight. You don't necessarily need to know specifics about wrestling to be able to write a story to entertain someone featuring two characters. It helps when you get to know those characters to write better for them. And again, I believe she said that she was going to now that she has the job do her due diligence to learn more about the product obviously that's not going to happen because they released her but Mm -hmm. well i think my whole stance on it is uh she's not the head booker 
you know like yeah. she's not the head booker she's not booking who's winning who's losing matches she's just throwing creative ideas she's not even the head creative like talent on there so she's just one voice of many and honestly if i've always been of the opinion just throw as many ideas on the wall and see what sticks because a lot of great stuff just come up out of nowhere and this is something WWE has been doing for a long time hiring people outside of w- outside of wrestling to see if they can help create something help create stories that are engaging and entertaining and also yeah it's like i don't see a big issue with her being hired with having zero knowledge of wrestling as long as she just at least as long as she goes in there with the intent or the idea that hey i don't know what i'm i'm what i'm doing but i'm gonna try to learn and i'm gonna bring my expertise my tools to help better the product that's put in front of me yeah look at uh jimmy smith who was on Raw, he said he basically hadn't watched wrestling products since the 80s. And he's fantastic. But he he went and he did his research mm-hmm. and he studied up for the job that he was given. And yeah, he's been great on Raw. The commentary on Raw with him has been fantastic. Yeah, it's like, it, I feel like almost all the commentary teams on all three brands for the first time and probably ever are all really good. Like in their own different way. Like there's like something about all three brands commentary team that feels unique to that show, but it's good. It's not bad. Like or it's decent. Like I enjoy Raw now with Corey Graves and and everybody. And then over on SmackDown with Pat McAfee is it's fantastic. Him like pouring water on himself when and basically having an orgasm to Shinsuke <laughs> being proud was fantastic. Little um to- no so that that is your opinion and we will get to that um <laughs> that is not an opinion i share um a couple other things we got in news and rumors triple h's comments about having the best women's roster in the world uh triple h came out there he is you're driving <laughs> he's still connecting to his audience you're muted. That's you're your muted. car. Damn it, Justin. Get it together. So while Justin's trying to figure out how to work his phone, because apparently he thought joining Yo. our podcast Yo. from his car was a good idea. Can you hear me? I hear you. I wouldn't say you're free. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. I didn't know because I misread JJ. Shout out to JJ. I misread the um the Twitter replies. And I didn't know that thing, that conversation was two hours ago. And so I'm thinking like, oh shit, my boy needs somebody. Let me let him know that I'm free. You know, you clearly didn't read that conversation at all because that conversation said Vince and I are recording later. And she said, next time you need someone, let her know because she can hop on and replace them. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't read it like that. I just knew that you needed. Help. I just knew you needed help, and I was like, "Yo, here I am," you know. No, no, me. I got, I got Vince. Uh, we're good. Um, yeah. All right. All are are right. you are you Uber eating right now? Like, what's going on? No, I I just got out of work. Oh. And I was like, "Yo, yo, they need they need somebody." Yo, hold on, wait a minute. Let, let me let me. And then you send me the thing. I was like, "Oh shit, it's right now." I was like, "Okay, let me uh, let me be like uh, <laughs> let me be like that other guy that was driving around. Let me be like that other guy that was driving around. You know." I don't know if that's safe, Justin. Yeah, no. So, 
I, I do. Well, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at the road. You all looking at me. Yeah. So I think it's okay. I, think I it's do. Okay. I do appreciate you being available, especially since you basically missed our entire 200th episode. So you you made sure you could make 201, <laughs> uh, even in the car. I do appreciate that. Um, how yep, about yep. this? We'll let you go. You get home, okay. get settled. That link is still there. And then if you're settled and you hop on, you can come join us for whatever's left of this podcast, depending on how long it takes you to get home. Because I don't want to change your other right. motorists. I got to take a shit first, though. I got to take a shit Yeah, quick, do that. You go home, take your shit, get relaxed. Hit me up. Let me know you're home. I'll tell you if we're still recording. If we're still recording, we'll bring you on and we'll talk about wherever we're at. All right, all right, cool. I'm cool with that. All right. I don't want to endanger other motorists right. or you, uh, but I, I appreciate the effort. Oh, yeah, you know, I got you, man. You I know, know I got I know you, you, you and Vince and Travis. All right. Oh, so, man. oh shit, is this light down? Is this light? Okay, okay, hold on. Okay, uh, all right, all right, y'all. Uh, oh, shit, it's a red light. All right. All right, so I'm, uh, well, you got to hang up because I think if I remove you, it won't let you back in. So, oh, there, there we go. go. All right, so anyway, well, uh, like 201, baby. It's oh, like, man. I've never seen podcast before. <laughs> the hot tag. <laughs> Jesus. I did not expect him to come in from his car. Yeah, I thought he was, like, getting home, being settled in his apartment. No, he's out here driving as he's putting one AirPod in the ear. So, anyway, uh, Triple H made some comments about how they have the best women's roster in the world. Mm -hmm. Basically, he said that, you know, as far as women main eventing and things go like that, um, it's always going to be in flux. And, you know, he was asked about the NWA all-women's pay-per-view and uh, he, he made a various comments, but one of the things was he said, we have the best women's roster in the world and anyone that wants to wrestle wants to wrestle for us. Um, this is where everyone wants to be. And then there's been a lot of debate about whether or not WWE really does have the best women's roster. I would argue they would. Mm -hmm. I would argue that NXT especially does because yeah. you have depleted rosters on Raw and SmackDown. Whereas I feel like if you give me... If you go to NWA and you pick five of your top women for Survivor Series match, mm -hmm. I can give you five women from NXT to match up. And I can then give you two Survivor Series teams from, from NXT to match up. Well, I was going to say, and then if you give me an AEW best of five, I can give you a different five women for AEW and so on and so forth. Like, I feel yeah. like they do really have the best women's roster, whether you like it or not, whether you like Triple H's comments or not. At that point, he's not wrong. And also, what's he going to say? No, you guys are right. We don't have the best women's roster. Like, right, exactly. that's not going to happen. There we go. Fix that shit. Fix what? My screen was still showing Justin just hanging out at the bottom, frozen <laughs> like this. Just you, not me. Oh, like, so I was good. I had to click on it to make it go away. Travis is going to be so mad at me. Oh, he is. He's going to hate you. Fucked up his cropping. Um, do you feel like WWE or NXT specifically has the best women's roster in the world? I, I personally feel like I do it like they do. Like, like I like the women's rosters elsewhere, but I, there's just something about NXT's roster that I feel like from top to bottom, almost anyone can sh be shot up to that NXT title picture and be believable. So here's my thing. Um, if you look at right now, like Impact's women's roster, a little bit depleted. Um, they lost, you know, Frankie Monet, who's now part of NXT, uh, Ty Valkyrie. Um, you've still got Jordan Grace, I think. You've still got um, Deanna Parasso. 
Yeah, Jordan Grace signed an extension. I think she signed like a three-year contract extension or something with Impact. You still have some women over there, but it's not the fully flushed out women's division that Impact has been known for, or knockouts division that Impact has been known for. As far as AEW goes, a lot of people are going to talk about a lot of the Japanese talent they have signed. From what I have seen on AEW, outside of Akaru Shida and maybe Riho, not super, super impressed by all of the yeah. Joshi wrestlers that they have signed and brought on. Like, they're cool. Would I say they're best in the world, mm-hmm. top caliber? No, but they do have Britt Baker. They do have Ty Conti, who's on the rise. You yeah. know, they've got some women, but it's not, again, a fully flushed out roster. Exactly. They have Serena Deeb, who is technically with them, not NWA. She was NWA champion, but she is signed with AEW, whereas mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa is a NWA, mm-hmm. not AEW. So uh, got to get that clear. And then they've got Camille, Thunder Rosa, Molina. Um, they, they've got some women over there in the NWA. So yeah, for sure. But again, not the full flushed out roster that you have like NXT. So I, I would argue that. While they don't have all of the best women in the world, mm-hmm. from roster standpoint, yeah, they have the best roster in the world. Yeah, and they keep adding people. And, like, you could always see an NXT UK women's talent show up there. Like, that's how they got Tony Storm. That's how they got Rhea Ripley. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kaylee Ray over there at some point. Very soon, probably. Yeah, either that or SmackDown. Now that Mako Satamora, the final boss, is... <laughs> Your Who's NXT UK though? Women's Who's Champion. Be for that title is the question. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, other news. Apparently, Keith Lee has been trying to unsuccessfully file a trademark for his, the name Keith Lee. Um, the issue is WWE has already tried to file trademarks for it, and that's mm-hmm. kind of. So I don't know if they're in like a legal battle for Keith yeah. Lee's name. Um, very very interesting that we haven't seen Keith Lee on TV yeah. and then this news about this trademark issue comes out I was surprised because our last bit of news is the releases mm-hmm. that we did not see his name in the releases yesterday especially with this trademark issue yeah. stuff that's going on um, maybe the trademark issue is why he's not on TV the Singh brothers yeah, Arya Davari Ever Rise Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Tony Nese and then Marina Shafir, Arturo Ruas, Killian Dane, Kurt Stallion, and August Gray all released yesterday. This is the third set of releases we have seen in 2021. I'm depressed about Brizango. I know you are. I, I cosplayed as Brizango once upon a time. But on the bright side, at least Tyler Breeze. I don't know if Johnny Curtis, Fondango, whatever you want to call him, is going to continue to wrestle, go look for a place to go. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have a feeling Tyler Breeze will, and I definitely could see him showing up in probably like AEW, maybe over at Impact, Mm -hmm. somewhere where we we will see someone as talented as Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Be able to see, I can see him being in that TNT title picture. Be able to shine a little bit more than he was able to in WWE. Yeah. So definitely. Um, Again, only good things. Like, same thing with my boy, Alistair Black, where I was all upset. And I was like, you know what? I just, I want to see him wrestle and I want to see him happy. So anywhere that takes him, that's where I'm going to go. That's the way you got to look at Tyler Breeze. Um, I was wrong. Last bit of news because I love shitting on this guy. Joey Janela, who I just cannot fucking stand. um, Same. Apparently teamed up with Drake Wirtz 
former NXT referee, and went to go troll a school board meeting where uh, he then also pushed Drake Wirtz, anti-vax, anti-mask, uh, propaganda at the school board meeting and was kicked out of the school board meeting. Uh, I don't get the hype behind Joey Janela. I don't see the appeal of Joey Janela as a professional wrestler, um, as anything mainstream. Um, I don't understand. And this is just honest, pure jealousy, how he ends up with the attractive women that he ends up with because his, I mean, he swings way out of his fucking league. Um, the guy seems like a fucking dirt bag kind of seems like a dickhead. Mm. And if he's joining Drake Wirtz in this weird campaign against vaccinations and masks, then fuck him. Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, honestly, like I've, I've never really been behind Joey Janela. I was, I never really got the hype behind him, but I, it was just like, I guess I didn't even knew of Joey Janela until all out. I mean, all in. And then he had a decent match with a uh, hangman at uh all in and then ever since then i'm like okay well maybe there's something there but it was more all about penelope ford that i really cared about and then after that it was skylar's story brandy lauren aka like, brandy lauren yeah brandy lawrence like, again don't know how he did it a little bit jealous there kind of kind of not happy about that but you know yeah yeah i'll be the first to admit that too <laughs> scummy motherfucker um all right, where do you want to start, Raw, NXT, or SmackDown? Because AEW Dynamite is on tonight. So after we get done recording this, we can go check that out. But we will not be covering it because it did not air before we did this episode. Yeah, uh, let's. I guess let's go uh, chronological Raw, NXT. <clears throat> All right, so we got uh, Lashley and the groupies in the VIP lounge celebrating his big win from Hell in a Cell. Uh, the New Day bring toast to the party, literal toast, uh, and start throwing it at MVP the groupies and Bobby Lashley. Uh, Kofi basically says he wants a match for the title at money in the bank. Bobby Lashley agrees. And then uh, he says, but if Kofi wants that match, he wants a match with Xavier Woods, which Xavier Woods accepts. And then they make it a hell in a cell match because for whatever reason, the hell in the cell was still just hanging up there in the sky on Monday night raw. So we had one on SmackDown. We had a pay-per-view with two of them. And now we get one on Monday Night Raw. And don't get me wrong. The main event was great. Lashley ends up defeating Woods in a Hell in a Cell. And then kills Woods afterwards. And you've got Kofi outside concerned. Yeah. Because MVP locked himself in there with Bobby. And Kofi couldn't get to him and everything like that. And the match was fantastic. But when we complain about the way they do Hell in a Cell... Yeah. And how they don't make stories that justify a Hell in a Cell match. They just have Hell in a Cell matches and then stick people in them to because the match has to be there. Mm-hmm. WWE then decides, all right, well, if that's your problem, then instead of a pay-per-view where we give you just Hell in a Cell matches, we'll give you one on SmackDown and Raw, too. And it's like, no, that's that's not what we're talking Like, that's not the problem. Yeah. Like, more Hell in a Cell matches aren't what we're asking for. <laughs> No, I, I, my issue with it is that they the hell in a cell now, like the steel cage. This is how they used to book the steel cage match back in the day, which that was fine because that was the steel cage. But the hell in a cell felt like it had a little bit of different aura to it. Now it feels like it's completely gone. Part of it is the red coloring, but part of the other, the main reason is that they just throw it left and right. 
and uh i don't know it, it's okay if you do it like in a blood feud or whatever like for instance when they did it with uh bailey and sasha uh i thought that made sense however or like or even charlotte and becky that i feel like that made sense they had it on the song right unless i'm, for, I'm remembering that incorrectly who charlotte and becky did they have it behind the cell i don't remember Charlotte. I know Becky had held cells with Sasha and Bailey, I believe, but I don't know. I mean, I'm sure she did have one with yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. I, I probably had to have. Um, we're off. I, I Justin fucked me all up, and now we're off format. So anyway, uh, AJ loses to Ricochet in a Money in a Bank qualifier. Uh, the Viking Raiders end up taking out Omos, um, allowing Ricochet to get the win. Asuka and Naomi versus Eva and Piper. Um, backstage before the match, Piper is dubbed Dewdrop by Eva when asked what her name is. Piper clearly not happy with this. Um, comes out, does most of the work in the match, and then bails on Eva Marie and lets Eva Marie get rolled up, allowing Asuka and Naomi to win and qualify for the women's money in the bank because apparently we can have singles matches for the men, but not for the women. Women had tag matches. Yeah. Um, well, at least on Raw, SmackDown didn't even have match. We will get there. We will get there. Uh, Natty and Tamina have the tables turned on them. Uh, this time they're doing an interview, and the sexy muscle friends are training, and then they go to complain that they're training during their interview, and they're like, hey, you guys said that training was more important than photo shoots and shit, so now we're out here training. Pick a side. What? What's the deal? Either yeah. training's more important or photo shoots and publicity is more important. You, you don't get to have it both ways. Um, John Morrison defeats Randy Orton um, after The Miz gives Randy a dripstick facial and Riddle comes down fucking jackass to chase Miz around uh, distracting Randy allowing Morrison to get the win so right now Ricochet and Morrison have qualified for the money in the bank both of which made me happy because neither of men have won the money in the bank so seeing the money in the bank Wait, filled did out you, with did you mention Ricochet yeah, Ricochet beat AJ. Did you did I did I just like zone out for those couple? Literally, I said we were off format, and the first thing I said was AJ loses to Ricochet, money in the bank qualifier, Viking Raiders take out Omus. I think I'm off on a game too. Damn it, Justin, this is what you do, man. Let's blame Justin. I think <sighs> I already did that once. Um you can do it again. Then oh boy. we get Alexa and Super Nikki Cross defeating Shayna and Naya. Also to qualify for the Money in the Bank, so they join Asuka and Naomi as the as four of the women from Monday Night Raw who qualified for the Money in the Bank. Um, Matt Riddle defeats Drew McIntyre, the only match that I really didn't want to see uh, somebody new win, but whatever. We get an awkward Riker backstage promo where he's talking to Mansoor and he's beating himself with a strap, and I don't know. I, I'll get into it. Um, Ali comes in and more propaganda from Ali to Mansoor trying to convince him not to trust people. And then our main event, as I said, Lashley defeats Woods in Hell in a Cell. Uh, what are you swallowing from Monday Night Raw? Uh, just more New Day and her business uh, interactions. I, I think that's the only good thing on Raw at the moment that I'm enjoying. Okay. Uh, 
I'm glad that we're, we're circling back to Kofi versus Bobby for the title. I'm glad that we're still going to have that match because that's a match I really want to see. I like that Giver <laughs> Woods getting some time to shine in the singles match. I didn't like that they was thrown into a Hell in a Cell, but nonetheless, the match was very good itself. The closing segment of like Woods being locked in with the Hurt Business and uh, just Kofi on the outside, helpless, unable to do anything, I thought was very good to add fuel to that feud. So I have I have a theory. Um not a theory it's it's uh, it's a hope it's 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 booking Mm -hmm. what i want to see from this feud is i want to see before or at money in the banks money in the banks money in the bank xavier woods taken out um i want to see kofi and bobby lashley end in a non-finish so that we can carry this feud to SummerSlam and have kofi versus bobby for the title at SummerSlam. I want Bobby to win at SummerSlam and crush Xavier or crush Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. And then I want someone who qualified on SmackDown for the Money in the Bank title to yeah. then come out at SummerSlam, cash in, defeat Bobby Lashley, and move back to Raw. We'll talk about that person when we get to SmackDown. Yeah. But I'm sure everyone who watched SmackDown knows who I'm talking about. Um, I think that would be a great story to tell. I think that'd be fantastic. And if SummerSlam is going to be this year's WrestleMania, why not coronate someone like that person in their first WWE championship win, saving the group that helped get him to where he's at, that he had to then split from and go out on his own to only come back as champion and rejoin them on the brand throne. I think it'd be a beautiful story. I'd cry. And we get technically three black men in the main event of SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for it. I like that idea for sure. I have my own ideas of what I'd like to see, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Cause we're going to get six star picks later where Vince yes. talks about what he wants as his matches, uh, his top six matches for SummerSlam this year. Um, I'm also going to swallow basically everything money in the bank qualifier. Um, I love, like I said, Ricochet won. That was yeah. fantastic because, again, I like to see Money in the Bank be guys who haven't won Money in the Bank, who haven't been champion before, so that this way, whoever wins, it's exciting, and when they cash in, if they do it successfully, it'll be their first title win. So Ricochet winning, John Morrison winning, fantastic. Only person that I have an issue with is Matt Riddle because fuck Matt Riddle. Yeah. Um, that I'll be I spitting. Issue, I have an issue with John Morrison being in it, and I feel like he's only really in it to be like the Kofi guy or like the show. Yeah, movie. no, that's 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 his place. Yeah, but I don't like. You can have Ricochet be that guy too. Like, uh, yes and no. I mean, we're gonna get with Ricochet and John Morrison in here because I believe it's a eight man. Yes. Money in the Bank match. We're gonna get some cool spots. We are. Um. Again, not a fan of Matt Riddle. Um. Apparently, the three men that lost this week, Drew, Randy Orton. And AJ Styles are all going to compete in a triple threat match. And the winner of that will take the last spot for Monday Night Raw in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm also not a fan of the idea of Drew McIntyre getting into a Money in the Bank ladder match where he might get the Money in the Bank after we just had a whole story where he lost and could never challenge for the title again. It's like fucking loopholes. Like, just drop it. Like, go do something else, man. Go chase our truth for that 24-7 title, man. Like, something different. Everything. Okay, you just kind of got... Got there. Oh. Daryl's here. Oh, wait. No, that's Justin. 
think he still has to unmute himself. He he hasn't figured out how to work. The He'll figure out how this thing works eventually. <laughs> What's good? What's happening? Where, where are we, we at? Go. Are we still on? Yeah, uh, so we... we're talking about our swallows from Monday Night Raw, and I am talking about how I'm swallowing basically everything Money in a Bank qualifier, Ricochet winning, um, John Morrison beating Randy. Only thing I didn't like was Riddle winning, and then we were also talking about how we're not a fan of Drew getting another shot to be in the Money in the Bank after yeah. he just lost a match saying he couldn't challenge for the title as long as Bobby Lashley was champion anymore. Um, but also on the women's end, you got Asuka and Naomi. Now, Asuka, former Money yes. in the Bank winner, but never actually got to hold the Money in the Bank and actually use it to cash it in. She actually won it and then became right. champion right away mm-hmm. because Becky had the baby. Um, Naomi kills these money. Like, she is the star of the Money in the Bank women's match every year, and I really would like to see her win it this year and do something with it. Um, we've got my girl Alexa Bliss qualified. Yep. She's one of the people yep. I don't want to see win that briefcase. I've seen in person in Chicago Alexa Bliss win Money in the Bank and cash it in. I don't think that's going to happen this year. Um, and then we've got our new superhero, Nikki Cross. Now, this divided people a lot. Here's what I'm going to say on Nikki Cross and why I enjoy it. One, this is a character that Nikki Cross came up with and mm-hmm. wanted to portray. Two, we have seen a similar character like the hurricane work out really fucking well and get over and be popular mighty molly so saying this isn't going to work when it's only been on tv for one week like give it a fucking chance like the hurricane wasn't the shit the very first night it debuted like it had to you had to give it time and let her kind of let her get a feel for it and get into the character and let her fucking entertain us yeah plus no go ahead I was just gonna say, let her get into her hurricane, <laughs> man. Like, like the, her powers—they come in. They don't come in right away. You gotta learn. Like, if you go and watch any like superhero film or TV show, it takes them a groove for them to figure out and hone their craft of this new superhero biz, man. It's a learning process. They can get there. Look at look at uh, Tobey Maguire. Like, remember when he got the spider uh, the Spider Man powers? It took him a while, you know, to man, go. Don't, from- don't, don't, don't don't bring in don't come in here and talk about Tobey Maguire, the most inferior Spider Man. Like, come on, man, we not talk about Tobey. Oh, um, talk about Tobey. Speaking <laughs> of comic book movies, though, it's also something that they could tell a really cool story with. So basically, you have these two best friends in Nikki and Alexa, who split, and one basically becomes a supervillain, and one has now become a superhero. And Nikki is the quintessential underdog. So now they've kind of come together for a common reason of qualifying for money in the bank, which you see with superheroes and villains, especially ones that used to be friends. They had to work together, but I don't think we're done seeing Nikki trying to bring Alexa back from the darkness and what better role for her to be in. Mind you, she looked fantastic in that superhero suit minus Mm -hmm. mask was a little much, but the rest of it was Mm -hmm. great. What better character for her to be to go up against the supernatural Alexa Bliss than a superhero herself? Yeah. I mean, when I saw it, I was completely out of the loop because I wasn't watching Raw up until this point. I literally just turned on Raw and then just, or, or I think I turned on Twitter and I saw Super Nikki and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I was about to have a, I was about to blow a gasket. I'm like, why would they do this with her? And then, I've seen people talk about how it was Nikki's idea. Killian Dane, her husband, basically say, yeah, this is something that she pitched and that she's very excited about and truly believes in. I'm like, okay, well, that's different. And then he got it's fired. Just, 
and then he got fired. <laughs> oh man, they must yeah. really hate that gimmick if he put it over and they're like, you know what, you're gone too. <laughs> well, I think it was revealed that Killian Dane and uh, Nikki, this is what they do when they do their little bedroom role playing. I think that's what happened. <laughs> Interesting. So is it where Nikki is the superhero and Killian Dane is the uh, super the, villain, the super villain or like maybe like a bank robber or something that she has to uh, apprehend and restrain? Right. Or, well, or she, well, well. Killian Dane has something that that, she, that Nikki wants. That's her weakness. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, no, the, the way Crypto. I see it play out is Killian Dane is the damsel in distress. <laughs> he comes in to save the day no, see, and then gets rewarded with some good dicking down. Like all chained up and handcuffed? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, into that, that bondage stuff, you know. like I'm with you. I, I'm kind of with you. So I, I agree it's bondage, but I, I I think it's more of Killian Dane plays like the thug who stole some shit and Nikki tracks him down and then, you know, ties him up with his back hair. <laughs> back hair? <laughs> But oh man, I like it. I like it. I don't know why. I don't understand why people don't like it. I like it, man. They need something new, something different. It just, I know it's kind of corny, but it seems fresh at the same time. I don't. The hurricane was corny too, but then we got those segments with him and the Rock. Yeah. Before, yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. Exactly. Like it could lead to something good. So give it a chance to be good before you shit all over it. Like yeah. right. Right. <laughs> Reek is big on just shitting on shit right away. And I, I've been fighting him on this stuff because, like, there are points where I agree with Reek. Like, the stuff mm -hmm. with The Fiend and him losing at WrestleMania, shit all over that. That was terrible. That should not have happened. That yeah. story played way the fuck out. And yeah. the logical conclusion was The Fiend finally getting that win and redemption over Randy Orton. And that's not the way they went. Yeah, you know what? To add to your case, Matt, it would justify Randy Orton just butting it up with Matt Riddle right now because he lost to The Fiend. Because when you get. And then I might not completely totally hate rk bro i might exactly it don't i might really kind of be okay with it but probably not because matt riddle still sucks um yeah, what are, it, speaking of matt riddle sucks uh i'm spitting matt riddle defeating drew mcintyre because drew mcintyre is gonna get another shot anyway so all we did was put matt riddle in a match that i have to fucking watch now um what are you guys spitting for monday night raw uh they better not give him that fucking money in the bank briefcase. They better not. Well, the well, the one thing I mean, I I actually thought that this was raw was actually really 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 good, and that's saying a lot from past raws, you know. But the one thing I will spit is the the tag team qualifying match for the women's. I I didn't like that at all. They, I mean, they should have just had them go one on one, you know, do tournament style like like they're supposed to, not like have it for like oh we're gonna tag team. And the winner, both sides, you know, during during the money in the bank match, I didn't like that at all. And, I, I, and to your point, if you're doing a tag team match and you're qualifying for four spots, you literally right. have four women right there. Exactly. So it's not like you didn't have enough women. That's why you did the shit. Like you could have done singles matches. It could have been Alexa right. versus Nia or Nikki versus Nia. Exactly. This game devil's advocate, they use the tag matches, the qualifying tag matches to tell a story beat. In the Naomi Oscar one, it's the story beat of Piper, Niven, and uh, Eva Marie. Oh, okay. And then if you look over on the other side, it may be the, the story of like 
uh, Nia and Shayna again being like the powers from Alexa Bliss. Like you saw this week, Reginald was taking taking control of. Also, too, the story beat that Matt's talking about how like Nikki Cross is going to be the light that saves uh, Alexa Bliss from this. Well, we have so- to get there. We that they weren't really telling that story yet, but I feel like you could have told all those stories in singles matches. Like, yeah, Piper yeah. Niven's still going to go out there and wrestle. Mm-hmm. And still get called Dewdrop by Eva Marie, and still get pissed off. And you could have even had Piper go out there to wrestle to qualify Eva for the Money in the Bank. Yeah, and yeah. then bail, and Eva loses, mm-hmm. and still doesn't get her spot in Money in the Bank. So you still could have done that in a singles match. I personally feel like it was a time thing where we've got three hours, but we have all of this stuff planned, mm-hmm. and they felt like the women were less important than the men's, so they gave the women's tag matches and the men's singles matches. Mm-hmm. That's where I think that fell, and I think that's bullshit. Yep. Probably. That, that's most likely the, the most likely reason. You also have to figure that maybe because of what we're going to talk about when we get to SmackDown and their women's division and how they can't have qualifying matches, yeah. maybe they didn't want to do four qualifying matches for Raw and then nothing on SmackDown. I want to spit True. the fact that A, gender, they're hindering gender. How they, how dare they hinder gender and not even have him in the qualifying match? I think that's blasphemous. And two, why is the goat, the greatest wrestler of all time, the best wrestler of this generation and the next, Sheamus, your United States champion, not even given a spot into the Money in the Bank ladder match? He should just be given the briefcase itself. But his, but his, but his face is broken and he can't compete. Devin Booker's had his nose broken. He still competed. He stunk up but the joint. He could shoot. They, they let asked, him. They let, asked him. Get it. Get it. If he could compete, and he said no, and held on to his nose, like no, no. You know what? They should have had a proxy for Sheamus to wrestle on his behalf until he was healthy enough. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Did that proxy defend his title in the meantime? Randy Orton was like a proxy for Booker T in the best out of seven series on SmackDown back in the early 2000s. But I'm just saying, if we if we have a proxy for Sheamus, can can he defend Sheamus's title? And if he loses, Sheamus loses his title. Right. I think that's only fair. But okay. knowing okay. Sheamus, he picked the best proxy there is because he has not only is he a great wrestler inside the ring, <clears> he has a great wrestling mind, and he picked the best proxy. I love it. I love it. Probably be gender too. He probably be gender because he Come can't on. handle gender. I'm also spitting the whole weird, like, they gave fucking Riker a strap and let him Oh, I, forgot, I almost forgot about it. that. Like, it reminded me of that dude from fucking um, the Da Vinci Code, like the really pale dude that used to beat himself. But also, like, how do you give the racist a whip in a storyline? Yep, exactly. Exactly. Come on, man. At least he's whipping himself in this scenario. <laughs> fucking... And he's going to be whipping on another white guy next week. So, hopefully. Hell no. Um, you, you know, <laughs> and then he's like, he's a war vet, and he's having this conversation with fucking Mansoor and the whole lot. Like, I'm spitting the whole thing. Like, it was fucking yeah. weird. He's fucking weird, and I don't know how he made it through this round of cuts. Like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Why is he still here? He's still here. That's the that's the most <laughs> important. Thing. Like, maybe maybe the word around like corporate was cut Jackson Riker, and they misunderstood to cut Jackson Riker's hair, and that's how he's still around. <laughs> it's like give Jackson Riker a cut, not 
you know, like there was some miscommunication there, you know, like tra- yep. lost in translation. So yep. I think he's next in line to be cut. We'll see. <laughs> uh, we've already got three this year. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a fourth set of cuts. Do you guys think there's any truth to the rumor that these cuts might be because WWE selling? No. Nah. No. Not my for me. I've always that's like a mini conversations we had amongst our get show crew. But like I, I think I think Vince has maybe entertained the idea just to see like how much somebody would, you know, want to buy it. Yeah. But I don't think he would really sell it. I I, I couldn't see that. If he was gonna sell it, it would have been gone a long time ago, you know. Exactly. Is it okay when I uh, when I when I put in the description for this uh, episode that I say Matt and Vince cover Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and Justin endangers the public while trying to join in? <laughs> yes, I encourage that. Um, yeah, you know what? Listen, do it. Anything that helps y'all out, man. That's what I'm here for. You got to you got to send me that uh, that that thing now that you're on with uh, that's got to be the thumbnail. Uh, that's got to be part the, of the uh, thumbnail. Get show uh pops to get oh yeah yeah i will find it and i'll get i'll send it to you all right find it i'll send it to you um are you guys spitting or swallowing raw overall i'm a gargoyle just because i like the kofi bobby lashy stuff i'm swallowing it like i said i was happy with the majority of what we got from money in the bank i was happy with the lashley kofi xavier stuff even though having another hell in a cell match was kind of fucking stupid and it didn't need to be a hell in a cell match like yeah Overall, everything I got, the pros outweigh the cons. So I'm, I'm actually swallowing raw for the first time in a while this week. Yep. I'm going to do a little bit of both. I'm going to gargle and swallow some just so because gonna, the deck. So, you're gonna, so, so basically, you're gargling it, but you're still swallowing some of uh, some of the cum. Exactly. Ex- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then like when you try to gargle like the mouthwash and you get some of it down your yeah, throat. Exactly. And then you, you know what I'm now, talking now, about. You know so what I'm now, talking Vince, about. You, you can't say cum because. When people ask me about the spit and swallow, I, I try and tell them to make them more comfortable. Just think of it like food. Like if you eat something, you don't like it, you spit it out. If you do, you chew That's it That's only swallow if you're it. not comfortable swallowing cum. <clears throat> right. Come on. Come on. I, I mean, come on now. doesn't have to be male cum. Like you can, your girl can come in your mouth and not, not say that we're not excluding male. Whoa, exactly. what? Wait, okay. Yeah, that came out bad. But you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Or it came out right. Depending uh, on what I'm trying to say, it's all, good. it's all good. This episode is coming out all over my face. Um, <laughs> as long as you don't swallow or gargle, I think you'll be fine. All right, let's roll into NXT. Uh, we kick it off with Adam Cole saying he isn't going to play by Joe's rules. Um, he's not going to have this match. Carmelo Hayes steps up, uh, kind of copies John Cena, says he's got some ruthless aggression in him. Um Hits Adam Cole. This changes his mind. We get that match. Hayes versus Cole. Hayes gets or uh, Cole gets the win. Then we got Io Shirai and Zoe Stark interviewed. Io basically says, "I don't like you, but we have a mutual respect." Is what is left with for their tag team match later. We get an amazing LA Knight vignette about him being million dollar champion and just being a giant fucking douchebag, uh, which again. If you didn't believe me before when I said that LA Knight was the perfect person to carry the million dollar title, this right here is why. Yeah. Some men make the belt. Some belts make the men. In this case, this belt is making that man. Um, We got Gargano in theory talking shit about Cross. Pete Dunn comes down, provokes the way. Uh, Gargano says, 
leave. Uh, but instead of taking off, Theory falls for the bait, gets his fingers snapped. Um, then the way go to William Regal, asking him to defend them, asking him to punish Pete Dunn. Instead, Regal gives them a tag team match against Dunn and Lorkin. Uh, EO and Zoe Stark defeat the Robert Stone brand. Uh, the way come down, uh, the way being Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, the women's tag team champions at this point, so you don't get the two ways confused. One group. Um, also, Dakota and Giant Gonzalez show up from the crowd. Everyone's basically saying they're number one contenders. And then my girls, Ember and Shotzi, show up and say, did y'all forget we won a number one contenders match? Yeah, no, you must have forgot. Clearly you forgot because we beat you and became number one contenders. And then Shotzi says, maybe we should remind them. And by remind them, I mean, let's kick their asses. And we get a huge brawl. <laughs> Joe sends down security because apparently he cannot be provoked or choke out women. Um, Although I was very eager to see him try to choke out Giant Gonzalez. Yes, especially after what she did to Shotzi. Definitely <laughs> deserved it. Come on. Come on. Um, security breaks shit up. Johnny and Theory defeat Dunn and Oni. Uh, and then on their way out, Cross attacks Johnny. Joe confronts Cross, who points out, hey, we know the rules. You haven't been provoked. You can't touch us. Mm-hmm. When Joe turns around after watching Cross leave, mm-hmm. Pete Dunn is standing there, also not provoking him, but also I fucking the shit out of him. <laughs> Which is sometimes the best fucking man. It's just like that, that <laughs> visual fucking. I'm not sure when I see Joe and Pete Dunn interact if they're going to fight or if they're going to fuck. <laughs> Either way, it's going to be violent. It's not I going to be pleasant. I paid money to see either outcome. <laughs> Uh, we get the debut of Electra Lopez losing to Frankie Monet. Um, hit Road defeat Everrise in a Loser Leaves Town match. And uh, O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a low blow to Everrise. Man, fuck the Chubby Bucks. Um, <laughs> O'Reilly defeated Kushida. Cole attacks. They brawl. Security drags them out. And then the Diamond Mind debuts, and we find out that the Diamond Mind is Roderick Strong, Tyler Rust, and something Suzuki. First name I cannot remember. Kenshin, mm-hmm. Kenzen, Kenzen, something Suzuki. Like something like that, yeah. Um, with Malcolm Bivens as their mouthpiece. So now we understand why Tyler was a diamond in the rust. I don't know how nobody put two and two together that <laughs> Tyler was a diamond in the rust. Because he was Tyler Rust, and this was the Diamond Mine, right? But uh, Roderick Strong and his group take out Kushida as O'Reilly battles Cole, and we have a new faction led by Roderick Strong because clearly he, like his wife, is not good enough on their own. Oh, got him! I guess you could say they're not strong enough. Ah, love the pun game, man. <laughs> would be proud. Bailey would be proud. And honest, in all honesty, I was actually surprised Marina Shavir got released because same. they released Jessamyn Duke and they they kept her on. I thought sense. they were going to do something with her. I'm, I'm surprised. I think they the plan was to do there. something with Marina Shafir and uh, uh, Roddy Strong when they came back. Maybe that's why they had the MMA stuff. Maybe Marina Shafir was going to be part of Diamond Mine. Right. But it was the last one they cut because you know. Prize isn't going to do anything in Diamond Mine. I, why not, though? Like, 
I don't know. Like these Maybe are questions I don't good. have answers to, Matthew. Maybe she's just not good. What are you guys swallowing from NXT this week? Roderick oh. Strong coming out with Diamond Mine. Honestly, just get rid of Tyler Rust and the other dude. I have nothing against the other dude. Fuck Tyler Rust. I don't give a shit about him. But give me Malcolm Bivens and Roderick Strong by themselves. Give me like a give me like a Brock Lesnar Paul Heyman dynamic. Did yes. you give a shit about Ashanti the Adonis before hit row? I didn't know what he was, uh, who who he was. I'm sorry, but I care more about Ashanti than I care about Tyler Russ. I give. Did you care about, about Roderick Strong before Undisputed Era? I loved Roderick Strong before Undisputed Era. I knew Roderick Strong before he came to NXT. You Are knew we? him, but did you really care about him? Yes, I like. Roddy. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. One <laughs> you bit. never believe me. Nobody gave a shit about Roderick Strong before he I joined cared. Undisputed That's Era. Not true. That's not I true. Cared. That's not I true. cared. I just knew he, he had a ceiling without when Roderick he was. Era. When when he was hanging out with fucking AOP and shit, nobody gave a shit. Um, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. My <laughs> point is, I'm not going to discount the two other guys in the group because sometimes Tyler Ross is the new Aaliyah, man. Being Fuck in the Tyler group, <laughs> so sometimes being in the group helps flush these guys' characters out and makes us care Hasn't about. Helped them. Aaliyah. She's not really in a group. She's part of a tag team, and her tag team partner fucking changes. Yeah, all the fucking time for a good reason. <sighs> Nobody wants to team with Aaliyah. It's I don't know. Aaliyah. You need to stop hating on Aaliyah. Aaliyah's fantastic. Yeah, fuck Aaliyah. I got nothing. To, I got nothing to nothing good to say about Aaliyah, the wrestler. I'm with you. The <laughs> debut of the Diamond Mine was fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Um, I'm psyched. Bivens as a mouthpiece for a faction is going to be cool. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with Roddy now that he's the leader and not the the mid card backup perfect. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm interested because obviously they see a lot in Tyler Rust. They were kind of pushing him before, and then they backed off. Now they've got him in this group. We've got hit row. We've got we've got factions for these guys to feud with. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you still have Legato there. Like yep. WWE like WWE NXT likes to blur the lines of who's heel, who's face. Recently, so mm-hmm. like- was there something on this episode tonight with Legato and Bronson Reed? Mm. I don't remember. I mean, I can't it might remember have been like a part, small but... interaction. It might it's, have been like, yeah, a, like a... it's not in my notes, but sometimes I get so caught up in what I'm watching that I forget to write shit down. And Probably. I feel like there might have been, but I could be wrong. Be. If there was, I mean, like Vin said, it's probably something so small that so subtle, had like, so, something yeah. that you might have missed if you like fast forwarded or like something that happens like right right after you get back from commercial break. And I thought there was the something where like Bronson Reed maybe did something where he was like, I can't believe after I smashed him, he still wants to come at me or something like that. Probably it was probably like a throwaway backstage interview. Anyway, um, what else are we swallowing from NXT? I'm swallowing, man. I, I the whole show was great to me as always. I can't really think of anything else. The only thing I will like, okay, well we're not there yet, but I swallow the whole show. Uh, I want to swallow the interaction between like the the way women's tag team champions, uh, the Fire Pit, uh, Giant Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, like that whole interaction that just felt legit. That was really dope the energy was fantastic especially for fire mm-hmm. that I'm moment doesn't that. happen without Aaliyah. <laughs> i feel like you could swap out Aaliyah and put generic indie wrestlers signed to nxt and it'd be the same are you just upset that cora jade and gg dolan or what is cora jade's name in nxt um cora jade? what 
That, that is no, it is her name in NXT. What's her regular? Uh, Elena Black was what she Elena was. Elena Black. Okay. Oh. Are you just mad that Cora, Cora Jade and Gigi Dolan weren't in this match and it was Aaliyah exactly. and yes. yeah. yes. Jesse Kamehameha? Yeah. Yeah, man. She can't master the Kamehameha apparently because she keeps losing. Yeah. Well, um, I think Aaliyah, I, even though like I don't think like she's the greatest, she's just a good hand. You know, a good hand. Nah. You know? Nah. <laughs> She's not even that, man. She's not even that. I feel like she gets in the way of the product. I feel like Aaliyah would do really well with Carmella. Like, you could put them together. They would be a great team. Why are you trying to hinder Carmella? Why are you trying to wear Carmella down, man? I'm not trying to. I'm saying I feel like their personalities, they would get along really well. Or maybe, like, a personal assistant to Sasha Banks. Like, I feel like that would be a good oh. role for Aaliyah. No, no, don't bring that evil to <laughs> Sasha Banks. <laughs> Is she the longest NXT tenure? At this, at this point, she might she is right. I think so, bro. She's Dude. been in, she was in there when when they had like those WWE breaking ground, like breaking like, ground. Like yeah, yeah, she was there like breaking ground. And she, she was I about to was, get cut. Like she should have got cut then. She was part of the ESPN doc, right? That ESPN yes, doc, right? Yes. When they first did it. Like, dude, man, she needs a trophy because look, she outlasted bro, all these cuts, dude. Bro, she was there when Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze were trying to figure out their gimmick. Yes, bro, like yes. she was there with like think about all the NXT. How was someone there that long? Suck that long <laughs> and isn't cut already. She was there for all the greatness of NXT, like when it was FC Dub, like yeah, right, she was before, in right when they changed, watching all the greatness, right when they changed it, you know. She was in the performance center watching on the monitor all that greatness because she wasn't part of it. Listen, man, she was there for the Wyatt family. She was there for the intro of the Four Horsewomen, you know. Bro, I, I bet she was still there when the NXT was a game show. And then yeah. Ryan. Oh, like, oh, no, she was no, just getting no, signed. No, no. She was getting signed. Now, yeah. let's not go crazy. That is not true. Well, they brought her backstage. But you can't prove me otherwise. I can. I can. I can look up when NXT was a game show and I can look when she got signed and I can prove you otherwise. Bad. Nah, just play. We're just playing. But she was there in the beginning, though. When they brought in the drywalls and everything. She just dusts herself off and tries again every time, oh, every man. single time. Bro, she was in, she was in there longer than any of those full self fans were there, man. I swear. Either um, way, she's more than a woman. She's more than. A woman. <laughs> she was around when when William Regal was still like he started off as a commentator. I'm sorry I brought this up, uh, but back to what you were saying. Yes, no, that whole women's interaction where you have the four tag teams, uh, including the women's champion. And the three others are arguing over who the number one contenders are. Obviously, like I said, I loved what Shotzi and Ember did because it's motherfucking fire pit and I'm all about the fire pit. Yes, um, that's great. I don't love because I'm not going to give NXT credit where I criticize raw. Don't love that. For whatever reason, the NXT women's champion is embroiled in a tag team feud over the tag mm-hmm. team titles. Yes. So that needs to be, squashed and moved on and we need to see what's next for Raquel Gonzalez um, and not a tag team with Dakota Kai and not mixing the tag team titles and the women's title those need to be separate stories and separate things um, given separate time Um, I don't really know if there's anything I'd spit other than Tyler Russ and Leah. other than that NXT is a swallow for me I feel like anytime we talk about NXT, like it's gonna be Aaliyah's gonna be a, a my next spit for you. 
Like, if you can't find anything bad, oh, Aaliyah, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Spin up. Aaliyah, Aaliyah. <laughs> like, if Aaliyah's on TV, I'm spitting. Oh, you know what? I try to give it a chance, but I'm spitting Frankie Monet. I can't get behind Ooh, It's kind of early, a, though. It's early, right? I was never a Taya Valkyrie guy, but I'm like, she Oh, yeah, I remember you saying that. I remember you but saying then that. I see her work, and I know she's going to be associated with Aaliyah and uh, Kamehameha, uh, and, like, Robert Stone's going to be to- tossed to the side. So mm-hmm. at this point, it's like, I, I just, they're going to be the faction I hate. What if Robert Stone mm-hmm. tosses Aaliyah and Kamehameha aside and goes exclusively uh, with Frankie? Robert Stone would be doing a public service to NXT. Um, and just drops Aaliyah because hopefully then we won't see her on TV. I'm with you. I did not watch Taya Valkyrie in Impact. Um, I have not seen really any of her work prior to her coming to NXT, but since she has been in NXT, and I said I was going to give it a few weeks because I figured she had a little bit of ring rust and everything, I'm not blown away by what I'm seeing. She kind of seems stiff, not like hitting people stiff, but just like in her movements. Her um, movements just seem stiff. Yeah, she doesn't seem comfortable. I don't know what it is. I'm not enjoying yeah. her in-ring work, and that's a big thing for me in NXT is if you're going to be there, be all the character you want, but your in-ring work needs to match. That's right. Yeah, NXT hang. me recently, and I love NXT. <clears throat> you guys know that's my baby, but man, I, one of these days, I, I need a whole-ass 30-minute segment so I can rant about the state of NXT. You know what I'm spitting from NXT? Yes. The what? fact that somehow we still have not figured out what the fuck is going on with Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. Yeah. I forgot all about it, Matt. Where the fuck is my Dexter Loomis? Why is he not competing? Why is he not stalking Indy? Why are there not backstage segments of him drawing pictures, trying to win her back? Where did this go? Do not drop this. I need a conclusion, and I need my Dexter back. I feel like the issue there is that one week they want to have Indy focus on the women's tag team title scene, and the next week they want to focus on like the Dexter Loomis stuff, and then one week she's doing both, and it's just yeah. like a convoluted mess. Just pick one. Listen, if she it. is going to be doing backstage interviews, there is no reason why Dexter cannot be in the back looking sad <laughs> and heartbroken, <laughs> or why if they're going to go and do a backstage segment where it's her and Candace talking. Candace can't find notes or pictures that Dexter drew her and like crumbled them up and throw them away to continue it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Continue it. Let me know that he's still alive. Give my man a fucking match. Yeah. When was the last time he wrestled for the last North time he wrestled title? was, uh, yeah, I believe no, it was the, no, the battle Royal. The, the, what, wait, the battle Royal. No, not battle Royal. The gauntlet eliminator bull for yeah, WrestleMania weekend, right? WrestleMania yeah. weekend. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Wow. When they Damn. did that gauntlet eliminator bullshit and LA Knight won, or no, Bronson Reed won. That Bronson was the Reed last won. time I remember seeing Dexter Loomis in a match. For me, like, he should have had that title. I mean, I understand Bronson Reed, like, yeah, he can go and everything, but I felt like the way the momentum was going, it was should have went to Dexter. Like, because yeah. now, look, what's, what's going on with him? Like, I feel like, I don't think they're dropping it, but like what Vince is saying, having them on every other week, though, I mean, you can begin to be kind of like... Loser. He was already feuding with Johnny Gargano. Why not get yeah. the title on Dexter Loomis? It made all the... Like, I'm not hating. I'm not shitting on Bronson Reed being champion because I like Bronson Reed, but he's yeah. not... 
like like the the statement you've made when you were on Yankees Wrestling. I, I love MSK, but they're not doing anything with NXT and MSK as champions. They're not doing anything with Bronson Reed as one hundred champion. So get that North American title on Legado the Fantasma. Get those titles on Legado. I'm I'm at a point where I like MSK, but man, maybe they should go back on the chase. We're back to impact wherever. Um, oh, what? Oh. Overall, are we spitting or swallowing NXT? I'm going to swallow except Aaliyah. I'm going to swallow it. I got to. I'm, yeah. spit, I'm still spitting everything that, that, that contains like Tyler Rust. Like, <laughs> if I could, I'd have Diamond Mind debut with like Tyler Rust in the mask. He never, like, just keep that illusion. Like, if you want him in the fashion, keep him in the fashion, but don't unmask him. Just so, I, just so I know it's not Tyler Rust, you know? Just keep the illusion alive. <laughs> I love, like, so like I hate somebody that's like a prominent figure on TV that annoys the shit out of me, but also that everyone else praises. But like you hate the most obscure people that nobody gives a shit about or talk about. Like I really fucking hate Aaliyah being on my TV once a month, losing. It really pisses me off. That Tyler Rusk guy I haven't seen for three months showing back up, being a secondary character in a faction, really upsets. Why do why do they keep shoving this down my throat once every three weeks? This Just is- let them leave wrestling and go sell real estate like all the former WWE employees do. Oh. <laughs> That's what they uh, should. That do. is true though. They, I don't know why that seems to be the case that they end up being real estate like yeah. agents. Yeah, man. Nikki oh. Bella be doing that shit too. Yeah. Nikki Bella stay- does everything. I buy property from, Listen, from Nikki, Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella is selling everything she can fucking sell. Underwear. Clothes, mm. real mm. estate. Mm. I'm not gonna say anything else, but mm. <laughs> I'm buying it. Exactly. She, if she was selling it, you'd be buying it. Shit, I'm by. I'm about to hit a birdie bean, buy some lingerie for my girl. And just like, spell it. And, just spell it and put it on my girl. Like what you mean? Like, that's <laughs> both worlds. Vince is in the bedroom and he's like, "Come on, Nikki. I mean, shit. Uh, <laughs> just go with it. Just go with it." <laughs> Role play, role play. Call me Artem. Call me Artem. <laughs> call me John. <laughs> call me John. Call me, Dol- call me Dolph Ziggler. Call me Dolph Ziggler. Oh, man. You know, when you said call me John, there was a joke there about something that she can't see, but I'm not going to be mean to you. We were mean enough Ooh. to you on the last episode. Was it a small uh, package? And besides, I'm trying to sell that to Keto on OnlyFans, so I'm going to oh. <laughs> Biggest one in the box. Uh, uh, it's the only one in the box right now. <laughs> Smackdown. We got uh, Jimmy backstage with Roman Reigns. Roman's like, where the fuck's your brother? And Jay's like, well, listen, man, uh, I I haven't been able to get a hold of him, and I don't know where he is, but he's not here. And then I did get a hold of him, and he said he's not coming back. But don't worry. I got you. Like, I know I said I was nobody's bitch, but I'm kind of going to be your bitch. And then Roman's like, can, can you be my bitch like your brother was my bitch? And he goes, well, I don't know if I can be your bitch like that. And he's like, so you're saying you can't be as big of a bitch as your brother? And he goes, well, I mean, he goes, prove to me you can be my bitch like your brother was my bitch. <laughs> that is the conversation that we had. Yep. And then we got Jay or Jimmy stressing like, hey, Paul, how can I prove that I'm as big of a bitch as my brother was? <laughs> like, go win a match. That's how you do it. Can you do that? Yeah, I can win a match. All right, I'll go set it up. But don't fucking lose. <laughs> um, we got a Bianca promo. 
she's interrupted by Seth, who's on cloud nine after beating Cesaro, talking her up, wants to high five her, and she's like, "Why the fuck would I high five you?" And he's like, "Well, because when Bailey comes out and whoops your ass, I'm not going to be able to high five you. So we should get it done now before she comes out because you keep running your fucking mouth." Um, Bailey does come out, says, "You know, I didn't really lose. I don't respect you. Blah 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 blah. Making excuses." Bianca says, uh, "says Bianca's win was a fluke." Bianca, not having it, just says fuck it and punches Bailey in the face. They brawl. Seth separates them. Then Bailey attacks Bianca, gets the upper hand. Cesaro comes down to make the save. Cesaro and Bianca stand tall. We get a tag team match, mixed tag team match. Bianca and Cesaro lose to Bailey and Seth with Bailey pinning the women's champion because there is literally no one else on the fucking roster other than Sasha Banks for <laughs> Bianca to wrestle right now. Yep. So here we are. Um, Shinsuke's coronation that lasted way too long. And at the end, Corbin was really, really sad. You can get to it when we get to it, Vince. Um, <laughs> Seth then goes and tells the powers that be Adam and Sonia. He wants a title shot. Middle management says, yeah, you know what? We'll think about it. Possibly. Uh, Biggie defeats Apollo in a money in the bank qualifier match, because apparently there was no one else that Biggie could have wrestled other than Apollo. For this fucking match. <laughs> so we ran it back for the hundredth time. Uh, Sammy wants a, in Money in the Bank. They said, nah, how about we give you KO in a last man standing match? He wasn't happy about that. Um, we get no SmackDown qualifiers because there are no women on SmackDown that they can wrestle to qualify. So Sonya says, Carmella's in. Lib comes out and says, fuck it. I beat Carmella. I should be in too. And they're like, well... Yeah, you did, but beat her again, and then we'll think about it. So Liv gets a chance to prove she belongs and gets the win over Carmella. And why not? Because they don't really have anyone else to put in the fucking match. Exactly. Not going to have her lose and say, no, you can't be in it. You're one of the four women we can stick in there. (laughs) Um, Jimmy then defeats Dolph Ziggler, and commentary puts this over like it is the biggest deal. Like Dolph Ziggler is still the Dolph Ziggler that was former world heavyweight champion. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been jobbing. Meanwhile, I spent the entire match trying to remember who beat Dolph and Bobby for the tag team titles, and it took me way too long to remember who tag team champions were. I thought I wasn't the only one. I forgot to. (laughs) After the match, Jimmy goes back very excited that he got a win over Dolph Ziggler, who just takes L's on in the general anyway. And uh, Roman just kind of shrugs him off because Roman is that manipulative lover that will keep leading you along and telling you do this for me. And then when you do it and you expect and praise, toxic, he doesn't yeah. give it to you. So you keep coming back, trying to do more to get praise, manipulating the fuck out of Jimmy. Yep. Yeah. I love that toxic relationship. <laughs> uh, Roman is then about to make an announcement after Heyman basically says he's beat everyone. There's no one left to beat. So we're going to do something that's never been done on broadcast television before, but before Roman can do that thing, which just like Daniel Bryan's major announcement, we're never going to find out what that thing that's never been done on broadcast television before was. Edge returns and beats the fuck out of Roman until Jimmy shows up and gets beat like the bitch that he proved himself to be tonight, allowing Roman to escape. Edge fucking up the bloodline and then goes backstage off air in a talking smack exclusive says he wants the match that he should have had at WrestleMania one-on-one with Roman and they give it to him and Seth is pissed 
because mm-hmm. he asked for the same thing and they said well think about it edge asked for it and he just got that shit mm-hmm. what are we swallowing from smackdown this week uh i'm swallowing every once again everything roman reigns everything bloodline it's all swallow worthy kind of hard to not swallow it but then also edge returning big swallow for me uh big e qualifying for money in the bank that's a huge swallow for me like god damn do i love my big meaty men slapping me especially when it's big me doing the slapping of the meat uh and you know like for whatever reason this week bailey and seth rollins just had very good chemistry being annoying in a good way i feel like if there's like a heel faction they should somehow be involved in that heel faction Mm -hmm. bailey and seth went to the mrs school of being a cheesy fucking heel and surpassed oh. everything misconstrued. Yep, exactly. No, they have not surpassed the Miz at being a cheesy heel. Do not give me that shit. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't know if I would agree to disagree, Miz. Matt. I, I, I don't know if I, Miz, maybe not, but Miz and Maurice, when they were trying to be heel, Maurice was just corny, you know? Yeah. yeah. But the Miz is corny. The Miz has always been corny. Miz's heel character has consistently been corny. I mean, look at everything he's doing with John Morrison. No, no, corny no, as fuck. He had a run. He had a run. Where he had corniness, but he still had some like validity to him as a legit competitor, especially his run in SmackDown Live as the IC champion. But I'm not, what I'm saying is they went to the school of being a corny heel. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing or that he's a bad heel. He's great at it, but he's the guy that perfected it. They're not to his level yet. They are not the Miz when it comes to being a corny heel. Okay. You're right. I retract my statement, sir. I'm not gonna say Uh-oh. right nor wrong. I'm just gonna say. Okay. Uh, I'm with you. I think Edge's return was great. I thought it was a little weird that they kind of ran down Edge as one of those people that Roman beat, and then he came back, and it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll just beat you again. After they're like, there's nobody left. We're gonna do something different, and then we just get a retread of that feud that we had for WrestleMania minus Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did that already with Daniel Bryan minus Edge, and so they it- talked about it when he ran everyone down. He's like. Yeah, we we smashed yeah. and stacked Edge and, and I, Daniel, I, I, and then Daniel the argument, came back. I think the argument could be made that he was he he never got his like that he did make was he never got his one on one match. Like yeah, he beat in, he beat them in a triple threat match, but technically you could say that oh like Daniel Bryan got in the way. If it was just me and you, you'd be done with. Like you were sweating mm-hmm. bullets when it was just me and you heading to WrestleMania. And then Daniel Bryan inserted his big old head into things and ruined the whole thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else are we swallowing? I'm swallowing um, you know the, what? Seth, the backstage segment with Seth Rollins. Like maybe that it's a foreshadowing, you know what I'm saying? Of maybe SummerSlam where they're going to go. Yep. Possibly. Um, here's the thing I'm, I want to halfway salt swallow clean shaven Otis because I feel like he's almost there to his final completed form where he's basically bulked up super boo version of Chad Gable. No. Because they got the clean cut look. Just give him the Chad Gable cut. Tell me that's not kid boo and, and fat boo. Did, right Otis next ha- did Otis have a match? No, no, no. But they did like a video package for okay. him during SmackDown. It's based I swear on I like saw, that. like, I thought I saw him come out and then he was just gone. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? Um, <laughs> Uh, I want to also swallow Shinsuke officially being crowned the king of WWE and Pat McAfee having the biggest orgasm in the world. Yeah, uh, yes. Yep. himself in the face. Yep. So 
I'm going to swallow Liv getting the win over Carmella, coming oh, out, yeah. being able to cut a promo. I'm, I'm happy that, that they're home. doing something with Liv, and Liv got the win, and she got the win, I believe, yeah. with her finisher. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all good. I'm with you on everything but the coronation. So is there anything else you guys want to swallow before I shit on the coronation? Um, no, please. I would like to hear about the coronation that you must. <laughs> so I'm all for like, I'm all for celebrating, but Rick Bugs playing the world's longest fucking guitar solo and that shit going on way longer than it needed to. Pat McAfee pretending he was stone cold, but after five minutes of Rick playing this guitar solo and just sitting there like, okay, okay, all right, yep, they're dancing. All right, is it over yet? All right, are we done yet? And then we get Pat McAfee smashing water bottles and drinking them like he's stone cold on the desk. <laughs> For what? He won- He beat Baron Corbin, and he took his crown. He didn't win King of the Ring. He's mm-hmm. not technically King of the Ring. He was crowned with a crown that is supposed to be for the King of the Ring, but he didn't win the tournament. So we had a coronation and an over-celebration that went on way, way too long, including, like, at the end, Rick Bugs screaming into the mic. Yeah. You know, like, it just, it it didn't do it for me. Like, I didn't enjoy any of it. I will say that I thought, the most intriguing part or like the thing that I took away the most from that whole coronation segment was Baron Corbin being interviewed afterwards and him just being dejected and just like being defeated. Which yeah, he's is basically the- like, what the fuck's the point anymore? Like what is <laughs> like, like I swear he, that's the most emo I've ever sound. Him, I heard him sound. I lost my crown. I lost my endorsements. I lost my girlfriend. I lost one of my testicles. Like, what do I, what do I, why do I <laughs> Jesus. Although I'm excited for Baron Corbin because I feel like he's been needing a repackage or or like representation of him other than King Corbin, like Constable Baron Corbin was something else. And I, he... say, I will hang my hat on the fact that Constable Baron Corbin was one of the best versions of Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin has needed something new to do ever since the dog food shit happened with Roman Reigns. Like, yes. oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um. So that is really the only thing from SmackDown I'm spitting. Are you guys spitting anything else from SmackDown? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I kind of have to agree with you. The 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 whole coronation thing <laughs> was, was long, you know, and like it's kind of like at some point you're like, yeah, I like the jokiness of this, but what is really the per- what is what are they really going with all this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah, I kind of agree. I liked it, but yeah, it was like way too long. You know, I didn't mind Pat McAfee too much, you know. So, but. I, it was way too long, though. And actually, I got one more. I'm not spitting the Big E one. I'm, as I said earlier when we talked about it, I want to see Big E win the Money in the Bank, Kofi versus Bobby at SummerSlam with Big E, then cashing in after Kofi loses to Bobby and winning the title, going to Raw, reuniting with the New Day as your WWE champion Ooh, I like um, at the top of the mountain. That's what I want to see. But I'm spitting the fact that to get there, he had to fight Apollo Crews for the hundredth fucking time. Yeah. This uh, WWE draft reshuffling brand extension, whatever they want to fucking call it, needs to happen ASAP. It does, but it doesn't because here's the thing. Like, you don't just need to keep having these same matches every week. Like, you can mix things up, but still keep a feud going. Like, mm-hmm. Biggie doesn't just have to keep wrestling Apollo Crews because he's feuding Apollo Cru- with a Cru- Apollo Crews. 
Shinsuke didn't need to keep wrestling Baron Corbin every week just because they were in a feud. Like, yeah. you don't need to do that. You could mix it up. You could have tag team. Like, you can do other shit. <clears throat> but it got old. I got, I, I, how many times do I have to see Apollo versus Big E? They're not going to do a new match every time. It's not a best right. of seven. Mm-hmm. Of all the people on the roster, why this guy mm-hmm. for this match? Um, overall, SmackDown, Spit or Swallow? Hard Swallow. Hard swallow, yes. Swallow it twice if I can. Maybe come back to uh, if I can. I'll gargle undecidedly. See, I was with you until Edge showed up. I didn't really like. I didn't really, really dislike anything on SmackDown, but I wasn't really over the moon about SmackDown until Edge showed up. So Edge tilted the scale for me. Okay, to a swallow. Um, okay. Vince, what's your favorite show this week? SmackDown. I feel like consistently SmackDown has been my favorite show for like the last few weeks, if not months. Justin? NXT. NXT. Weirdly enough, I was going to say Raw, but if I have to choose, because it's the first good Raw we've had in fucking forever. Right, 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 right. That's true. But if I have to choose between SmackDown and NXT, I'm going to have to go NXT just because Edge was the best part of it for me, but the rest was... Like I said, it felt a little repetitive exactly. throughout the show. Like we've been seeing the shit, mm-hmm. whereas NXT gave me some new shit, yep. gave me a lot of fun shit, gave me what I wanted, which was the fire pit, which rhymes with shit. <laughs> and I'm they fit a, a whole lot into two hours. I'm going to be a poet like Charlie, whether he likes it or not. Damn it. <laughs> Start doing these podcasts and spoken word and shit. Um, Jesus. Did you tell him his band's not lifted? Oh, wait, you guys uh, didn't record. Him- yeah, we haven't recorded, but I'm pretty sure he's aware of yeah. the ban. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go to NXT. So as per the Smack and Raw podcast and our special guest from the Get Show podcast, Justin, yo, yo. NXT is the best show of the week. Can't be mad with that. Vince. Yes. It's time to talk. High. Six star picks. Specifically SummerSlam. So this week we're going to be doing my six star pick of SummerSlam matches that should happen if they're really going to try to make this year's SummerSlam, this year's WrestleMania, try to make it as big as SummerSlam <clears> or <throat> big time matches that I feel like need to be happening here. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and get this started? Uh, number one, we were talking about Roman's bitch. Let's find out who's the biggest bitch in the bloodline. I want to see Jimmy Uso versus Jay Uso at SummerSlam. And this is where Jimmy fully goes on into being Roman's bitch mode because Jay needed to have his ass whooped by Roman constantly instead of Roman because he's dealing with bigger and better things somewhere else. We'll get to him. Have Jay Uso be the one that beats sense into his brother and has him turn to the, I guess, in this case, the right side of the family line and i honestly like i'm all for like tag team like like tag teams going and having singles matches some of the best matches are between former tag team partners because they know each other so well and they put on some of the best matches which is why bailey and sasha hit eddie guerrero versus Rey mysterio hit like edge versus christian it hit like because they were tag teams they know how to work with each other and know how to get the best out of each other so and this is a matchup we've never seen and a match that I never thought I would see because I never thought the Usos would ever be in a situation where they'd be singles guys. I figured they'd be one of those people, one of those tag teams that always stay together. Right. I don't know where you guys stay, uh, 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 like stance um, number six here. Um, 
I'm with you. The only thing that gives me pause is I w- I did not want to see Jimmy do what he did this week on SmackDown if that is the direction we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to see him heal the Roman. I didn't want to see him try and you know fall into Roman's manipulative bullshit. Yeah. Um, I feel like the only way that this story can play out is Jay comes back and then they're fighting over who is main event Uso and who is the right-hand man for Roman Reigns at this point because he's already giving in with Jay gone. Right, right. That's true. Uh, But regardless of the fact, I don't know how they'll get to it. The match itself will be fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, We were talking about, uh, moving on to number five, we were talking about Bianca Belair, how she basically has no one other than Sasha Banks, and this is the match that has to happen at SummerSlam. We need <coughs> Sasha versus Bianca Belair number two at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. There's literally no one else. After SummerSlam, we're going to have the draft where we'll be able to get more matches. But right now on SmackDown, for a SummerSlam-worthy title match, there's no one on SmackDown. And honestly, I'm all for having part twos and part threes. AJ Styles versus John Cena was one of the better like, right. like storyline matches setups that we had. You had that match at Royal Rumble. You had that match at SummerSlam. Why not have Sasha come back and put over Bianca one more time? Or maybe this is Sasha get, get, getting like a, like getting DQ'd or something, somehow getting the win. Maybe you extend it to Survivor Series. I don't know. But point is, I feel like their match at WrestleMania was the best match all weekend. And who wouldn't sure. want to see this match again? I th- I feel if, you, if you had that big of a match at, at WrestleMania, and this is supposed to be WrestleMania worthy, this should be out at SummerSlam too. What do you guys think? What if they did a triple threat with if they had Bailey? that was that was on my mind that was, that was on my mind, mind. Okay, Bailey, okay. Sasha and Bianca but I feel like Sasha and Bianca by themselves is good enough just, we, we just have, we, better just, yeah yeah sometimes you know three's a crowd you know like right now Daryl you're adding to this but like you know sometimes I want some in- intimacy with Matt and you know that's what this uh, this would be you know Bianca Justin, and uh, Justin, Sasha my have, name's Justin though. my name's Justin yeah there you go. <laughs> Yeah. I gotta change it to my name. What, what the fuck, Phil? Why are you calling him Daryl? <laughs> did I say Daryl again? Yeah. yeah, you did. That's why I was like, you guys were. You, you guys kept doing that last week too, where instead of like looking at the person you're talking to, you just run his name and said Daryl. <laughs> now, mind you, I was under the impression whenever I talked to the Get Show podcast that I was talking to Daryl the entire time. <laughs> so it, it's only right. It's but only that right. was through DMs without seeing anyone's face. <laughs> Um, I'm used to reading like subs when I'm watching my animes, and that's kind of like how I do things when I when I when I'm on. There Zoom you call. go. There you go. I'm gonna disagree with you. Um, I think we need something bigger um, for SummerSlam than seeing Bianca versus Sasha again mm-hmm. and redoing WrestleMania. I think the only way to do that is either to have a surprise entrant in Money in the Bank in Becky Lynch, who then wins and cashes in on Bianca or for them to ignore the fact that I believe Becky was technically still on raw. I don't know where she landed. If she was even drafted, no, she's, Seth, she's still on raw. She was, she was Seth drafted. is on SmackDown more than likely. That's where Becky's going to end up because they keep couples together, especially if they're going to start touring soon, put Becky on SmackDown, Becky versus Bianca for the SmackDown women's Assuming title. Assuming Seth's, Staying on SmackDown and doesn't get sent back over to Raw, but that which, would not be before SummerSlam. So, which leads me well, 
they're not going to start touring until like, is it like Money in the Bank or SummerSlam that they're going to start touring? Nobody's going back to Raw until after the draft. So, and I don't think the draft is till after SummerSlam. Okay. But my point is, yeah, I get that there's no one else, but we got to find something better for her. Well, for SummerSlam than a rehash of WrestleMania. The reason why I didn't go with that because number four for me is Rhea Ripley defending the Raw Women's title against <coughs> returning Becky Lynch. I feel like oh. Becky Lynch should be returning at SummerSlam. This is a big enough stage for her to make that return. I think they were holding off one, giving her enough time. You know, you know, she's new mom. You know, staying with the family. You know, giving her personal time. But also, too, they I feel like they wanted to save that return to the ring. For when there were fans there, she never lost the Raw Women's title. There's unfinished mm-hmm. business there. She relinquished it. Technically, she can get that title shot without even like winning Money in the Bank. I don't want to see her Money in the Bank. I want to see her just be like, "This is my title. I'm back for it." And I we've seen Rhea Ripley versus Be- uh, Becky Lynch in a smaller stage in NXT, like on a random episode of NXT. This would be a great way to go ahead and put Rhea Ripley matched up with someone new. And honestly, get the title off of Rhea because I don't think anyone should get the title off of Rhea other than Becky Lynch. And then this would lead into the draft where Seth Rollins would come back to Raw. And that's where I disagree with you again because as I said earlier, I want to see Naomi win that money in the bank. Mm. So if Naomi wins the money in the bank, yes, you're not taking it off Becky if Becky beats Rhea. So whoever Rhea ends up fighting, if Rhea goes full heel finally and gets out of this weird shit she's doing with Charlotte where mm-hmm. we don't know if she's a baby face or heel and goes full heel, well, I'd like to see Naomi at SummerSlam cash in and defeat Rhea Ripley okay, and see, take that see, title. Well, that, ah. that, that's going to bring a whole other issue, and I really don't want to unpack that because we'll be here for another half hour to 40 minutes. I hate someone ca- winning Money in the Bank and cashing it in the same night consistent like they do it every fucking year like like it wouldn't be the same night so they're not doing money in the bank at SummerSlam money in the bank is this month SummerSlam next month so they cash it in at SummerSlam so soon after winning the money in the bank I'm all about like I'm sorry I just grew up on Edge and CM Punk and like RVD and like all these other people being money in the bank and having the constant threat looming of money in the bank that I can cash in at any point in time like Especially, you just said Big E is going to cash in that money in the bank. Naomi is going to cash cash in money in the bank. Both of them at SummerSlam. That's yeah. oversaturation. I don't want to see both cashins the same night. You know that that in you can't have both things there because now you have no money in the bank briefcase for a whole year, and you only had it for a span of one month. And here's the thing with Naomi: I think she could totally cash in money in the bank and get it off of Becky Lynch. That's the only believable way I can see Becky Lynch losing the title and then starting a new feud. I feel like that adds feud to But Becky fire. Lynch isn't going to be a heel. So now you've got a babyface Naomi cashing in on a babyface Becky I want Becky Naomi Lynch. to turn a heel. That's my story. I want Naomi to cash in and turn a heel. If not, she can yeah. always go to SmackDown and cash in on Bianca and turn a heel over there and hmm. join her husband. So you're talking about like separating like couples, but Jimmy and Jay are on SmackDown. Naomi's on Raw. So... Like they're right then and there. That like that's one instance of where they probably just don't care as much anymore. I don't know if it's they don't care if it's just because they weren't touring and they plan on fixing probably. it once they right. went back. Uh, um, I, I I hear your issue and I, I I agree that you don't want two cash ins same night. Um, I just don't want the cash. I, I don't I don't want both uh, either cash to happen so soon after winning the briefcase. I just hate that. I honestly just hate that. Like, if you're going to cash in so soon, cash in the same night or the, the Raw afterwards, 
afterwards, just give me a few months. I want you to like be a threat with that briefcase, just like Edge was. But Edge was a heel. And to do that, you've got to be a heel. Baby faces. Daniel Bryan was the baby face, and that was the catalyst for him turning heel. <clears throat> it the catalyst for him turning heel, yes. But you cannot be a baby face and stay a baby face. And unless you're people with the money in the bank, heel, like CM Punk did his first time. And how long did that take? He, he had it for like a few months. I think he held it for like maybe like two, three months, like maybe four. It wasn't very long. It wasn't very long, but still, like you're saying, like the month afterwards, the following pay per view. I feel like that's too soon. It's WrestleMania, it's, or it's SummerSlam that they're trying to make WrestleMania. So if we're gonna do big shit, do big shit. Up until Seth Rollins, no one has cashed in money in the bank at WrestleMania. So. See, I was gonna say the Seth Rollins one. He had that for for a while too. Yeah, right? exactly. And I thought he that that's what helped Seth Rollins elevate. That's what right. That's what helped his character. That's what that's helped, what helped Edge elevate himself as a top guy because they were they were heels. Again, to hold it that long to threaten babyface champions and for it to be credible, you have to be a heel. A babyface going around threatening. If a babyface says he's going to do something to be a babyface, he has to do it. He can't say, I might cash in on you. I might not. You never know when it's coming. That's not babyface shit. Babyfaces are stupid. They say they're going to do something and then they go and do it. Like I said, if it's a catalyst to turn them heel, it'd be fantastic. But there have been instances of baby faces <coughs> cashed in on like heel champions. That's the only way it works for me. But you're right. That's that's also an issue. But I see no issue with heel Naomi. Uh, moving on, because I feel like we took way too long on that. Uh, speaking of Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins needs to be doing something big. And we've already seen the teases this week on SmackDown. I think the match at, at SummerSlam, and I've already seen reports of it being in the being penciled in, Edge versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Edge mm-hmm. needs a big-time match at WrestleMania. He needs a good dance partner. Who better than Seth Rollins? If you remember when Seth Rollins came back, and then I think this is around the peak of Seth Rollins' heel run with the authority, he tried to end his career by curb-stomping him over a steel chair. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's stuff they can play back. And now, right now, Seth Rollins is kind of seething at the fact that the same thing I just asked for, you gave to Edge, when I've been around this whole time, and he just decided to pop up out of nowhere, just like Justin from his car. So <laughs> I can understand Seth Rollins being frustrated. And honestly, that's a dream match of mine. When Edge came back, Seth Rollins was one of the first names up in my list that I wanted to see him face. Justin definitely did cash in his money shot in the bank and made this threat match today. <laughs> definitely did. <laughs> what you guys think of Edge versus Seth? I think a money shot in a bank is a cream pie. Anyway, um, <laughs> I I like it. That's actually when Edge was coming back. That's yeah. one of the uh, feuds I was like hoping to see. So I'm I'm down for that. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100. percent Definitely. Uh, moving on to number two, WWE title picture, Mr. Bobby Lashley. He needs a good dance partner. I feel like he's running through everybody. After Kofi Kingston, there, I don't really know anyone that could face him. There is a dream match that I've been wanting to see Bobby Lashley in ever since his run in 2005, and that would be Brock Lesnar. Now, hear me out here. At, up until this point, there were stories or talks that Brock Lesnar wasn't interested in the Bobby Lashley match. Up until this point, Bobby Lashley didn't like Brock, Bobby Lashley didn't have anything that Brock Lesnar had. Ever since he won that WWE title, Bobby Lashley has been saying that I have something that he wants now. So I want this match. He wants this title. We can make this happen. Mm. Why wouldn't you want to see this match? And here's the thing: if Brock Lesnar can come in and put over a Bobby Lashley, 
why the fuck not? This is a big time match. You really trying to bring all your cards to SummerSlams, aka summer version of WrestleMania? You got to bring in Brock Lesnar. This is the perfect time to bring him in. And it's either him or Roman Reigns, but I'd rather see him on Raw with Bobby Lashley have that dream match that I've been wanting for the last 15 or so years. And also plant seeds for a future feud with Roman Reigns by having Paul Heyman still show up on Raw as the advocate for Roman Reigns, but still be with Roman yeah. Reigns on SmackDown, yeah. starting planting seeds. And then if you it, then you can do something at Survivor Series or Royal Rumble with yeah. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Yep. Or you can have Brock drafted to SmackDown in the draft. And now Paul's like, shit, Brock's here and Roman's here. But the draft's not until guys. after SmackDown. SummerSlam. After, the exactly. No, I'm saying we do what you said, which I agree yeah. with. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Have Paul on Raw as the advocate. Have him as the special counsel on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But then at the draft, after their match with Bobby and however that goes, yeah, he gets drafted over, and that's what leads to what you said, the future issue of shit. Now I've got both guys, and mm-hmm. where does my loyalty lie? I think the Roman Reigns um Brock Lesnar match should be held off till WrestleMania next year so maybe you're right maybe wait till the Royal Rumble because I feel like yeah. that is probably the best story we outside of the Rock returning which it doesn't seem like he's going to I think it's happening That's going to be the big it's not um that is the biggest match we are going to get for Roman Reigns is this reversal of roles with Paul Heyman now stuck between these two behemoths i don't necessarily have faith in wwe that they're going to put bobby lashley over brock but they did put him over drew repeatedly so yeah you never know um i'm all for this match so i agree with you this is one i want to see i, I mean if brock is if there is plans of brock later doing something with roman the only way i would see them just <clears throat> putting the title on brock is so they can justify champion versus champion at survivor series which they tend to do Ooh, i like that but i don't want to see that because at survivor series i want to see bobby lashley versus roman reigns champion versus champion and at, at rumble i want to see brock versus roman and then wrestlemania fingers crossed the rock but yeah so I mean, unless i have my way and uh biggie is champion of Raw by the end of SummerSlam, then we'll see. see. Uh, But speaking of Roman, brings me to the man himself, the tribal chief, the head of the table. He needs a big time match at WrestleMania for that WWE WrestleMania at SummerSlam. (laughs) That's how how big this show is going to be. It's got to be John Cena, man. We've been been hearing talks about John Cena coming back. He's been talking about he has one more match left in him. We've seen John Cena versus Roman Reigns when they were trying to force him as like the top babyface uh, Roman Reigns and John Cena just kind of shit on him on the mic. It was put together in a throwaway No, no Mercy pay-per-view. The match was good, but this is next level. This kind of feels like you're putting it on the proper stage that it needs to be. John Cena coming back as a top babyface, which is his natural role, and then Roman being the top heel, I feel like this is a big-time match to me. I feel like this is probably the biggest match they can have at SummerSlam this year. And so if they can make it happen, they should. I agree with you, but I also feel like both your last two matches are in a, are interchangeable that you could do John Cena versus Bobby Lashley for the title and Roman versus Brock or Brock versus Bobby Lashley and Cena versus Roman and then swap roles at WrestleMania. 
and do the opposite. So I feel like yeah, you can it's take a home menage a trois, man. <laughs> both of these and then flip them um, if we don't get what I want with Biggie as champion. And man, oh, you know, whenever you don't get what you want, um, man, just flip it. That's how you face all situations, man. I mean, that wouldn't give me what I want, even if you flipped it. But either way, um, <laughs> I'm with you. I, I think these are all good matches. Um, I Again, because the women's roster is depleted, I think that needs a little bit of work. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, no, I, I'd be down to see any of these matches. Yeah, for sure. Like, honestly, like, like if I can get like at least two of these matches, I'd be satisfied. Specifically, I really just want to see the two main title matches. I really want to see Roman versus Cena, and I really want to see Lashley versus Lesnar. Because I've been a big proponent of seeing Cena versus Roman from the jump, and when they were actually doing that program, I thought it was going to be big. They should have been bigger than what it was. I'm mad it was just a one-time match. This would be better because it's a different version of Roman. It's kind of like when they did Austin Rock, but Rock was the baby face and now it was heel Austin. Right. So it'd be a different flavor to things, you know? Why not? I feel you. I feel you. All right. So, Justin, did you swallow? Swallow. Okay. Swallow all these matches. Um, no, I just want to, I was going to have him plug his socials. I want to make, see, now he's got a mouthful of chips again. So (laughs) that's why I asked if he swallowed. No, hold up. These are dried mangoes. Oh, they look like, they look like Pringles. Asians, baby. Dried fruit, baby. So what are we doing? Plugging socials? Yeah, plug your socials. Tell right, you can find podcast. us on Get Your Podcast on the Twitter and Get Your Podcast on the Instagram. And yeah, thank you, homie. This was awesome. Yeah, I'm glad uh, you were able to not kill anyone, make it home safely, and then rejoin us. Um, Vince? Uh, yeah. Like always, you guys can always find me on all social media platforms at SES Vince. Go ahead and follow me there. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Smack and Rock Pod. I'm getting better on the Instagram. And then obviously, Matt holds the fourth down over on the Twitter side of things. Uh, before I kick it over to Matt to plug the rest of the show stuff, uh, I'm going to be coming out with episode six of the Straight Talk podcast featuring the nature boy, Rick Flair, the essential Rick uh, Flair. Uh, the host of the Havoc Hour and shout out, shout out of Young Kings Wrestling. So me and him, we're going to be talking some NBA hoops, t- talking about NBA draft and how, like, I'm going to be grieving about my Bulls. So if you like basketball talking, like hearing me ramble for about 40 minutes to an hour, this would be a great listen. Oh, it should be dropping sometime next weekend. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to talk about our Facebook? No, no, that's where I leave it for you, man. Facebook's your forte. You're such a failure. <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys can find me on Twitter only at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. Also, go check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash smack and raw. Also, over on Facebook, you guys can find facebook.com slash creation world. Creation world is the umbrella under which the smack and raw podcast exists. They also have a Twitter and an Instagram, the creation world at the creation world, T-H-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-A world. Um, so go check them out there. There you guys will be able to find Super Flash Year of Tomorrow, which is also on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Super Flash Year of Tomorrow, where they talk all things CWDC universe. So if that's something you're into, please go check out Mara and Travis as they do that. We are the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. We have 7,000 views on Pornhub as of today. Yes. Uh, we dropped out of the top 100,000 models. We're just below. I think we were at 100,262 100, like or something like that, but... We're climbing back up, so we're going to get back in that top 100,000 models right. on Pornhub. Um, also, you guys can find all the link trees at Matt Ritter. It'll get you the audio, video, 
for this podcast linktree slash creation world to get you video for Pornhub, youtube our merch go buy some shirts um and also the audio can be found at linktree slash smacking it raw all one word yes sir yes sir don't think we have anything else to plug other than next week we will be getting six star picks returning but this time we will be talking about the greatest money in the bank cash-ins of all time top six vince is going to give his six if he doesn't include some of my favorites i'll let you guys know some of the ones that i liked as well so why don't i give you an honorary six-star pick roll and once you pick your six and we can compare and contrast because i don't think i have six i think everybody should have six i'll try i'll try and come up with six yeah, I'm just trying to like have the the number six being said enough so it sounds like sex. Oh, that, that, that was I mean, you could just six is or sex is six in German. You could just start speaking German. Really? Yeah. Nice, nice. I speak German now. I know one word in German. For Daddy Delgado, the Pornhub Poppy Vince, and our favorite hairless Asian from the Good Show <laughs> podcast, Justin. I am the Warden Matt Ritter. We are smacking it raw. And we are the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Later, y'all. Duhas! Duhas, Mitch! <laughs>